what I have found networking and just my time in business under my own authority is that a network can mean everything. Um, and a, a great network can mean everything. Um, and I think whenever you're going out and you're doing all these like these networking, I think you can make a lot of superficial relationships, but really finding those people. We always say like these are this is my tribe, this is my people. Um, I think you need to have that in business as well. So. Uh- how do you decide what's a like good business relationship and what's one that's not going to go anywhere? Well, number one, there needs to be synergy. You've got to be able to get along. You can't just um, – I don't – I guess you can, but you shouldn't do major business relationships with people that you don't want – you can't get along with because you know there needs to be some type of um, com- camaraderie. Also, you know, you have to be able to get along. You have to be able to kind of cut up and joke or whatever your personality may be. But you you have to be able to do that even in business to be able to have a, a long relationship. Now, if it's just kind of like one and done client relationships, it's not the same thing as like a partnership, whether it's two businesses coming together or, you know, more than that. You have to be able to have um, kind of a synergy. Cool. What's the difference between a client relationship and an actual like partnership relationship? When do you know to actually like sign on the dotted line? Um, as far as I goes, I really think it ends up being more of a relationship. It's almost like the difference between having a friend and then maybe dating someone and then like naming it your boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, and then, then marriage. You know what I mean? I really think there's that many steps, even in a business relationship. So, you know, when you're sitting there thinking, okay, you know, maybe this person um, makes promo items. Can I just go order promo items from them and be fine with that? But, you know, maybe we don't have that synergy. Yeah, I mean, you can order promo items. You're not having to deal with them on a daily basis. But it's a completely different thing to say, oh, okay, well, this person um, is a mortgage lender and I'm a realtor and I'm going to use them on a regular basis. So I need to have this ongoing relationship. And I think that's the difference. So, you know, when you're out and you're networking, you need to be making these connections on different levels. And, and people kind of label them in your mind. It might take a while to figure out where they fall. And you also might meet something you're like, I don't want you on any of the lists. <laughs> and that's okay, too. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely hate networking. Yeah. I think it's terrible. Like, the only networking stuff that, I've, that I ever go to are those, you know, it's the just, like, social yeah, get social. up and hang out, that's have a, different a drink. Role. That's because that's the drinks. You're not no. going for the networking. No, not Come on. All. You're just like, what, alcohol? I'm yeah, there. Well, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's – if you're there all the time, and other people aren't there for business. That's not called networking. <laughs> you know that, right? That's called alcohol. Yeah, that's a different. That's a different topic for a different day. Talk to me about when you first started your business. How important was networking? When I first started my business, I think it was super important. Um, I think I did go above and beyond, like I tend to do. I'm kind of the all or nothing girl, and sometimes that doesn't serve me well. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it does not. Um, I think with me, when I started networking, I had to join everything. Um, And I did. I joined everything in my area, everything in other areas. Um, I had every single stuff. um, I did um, several different chamber of commerce, even in towns I didn't live in, which is hysterically funny. (laughs) Can you do that? that Um, You can if you've done business in which with my business, I've done business with lots of places. So in my like all or nothing mind that I have, I was like, well, that would be great because I've already done business there and I can go meet more people. And I'm not saying it did or didn't help at the very beginning. I mean, I was able to meet a lot of people quickly and be able to kind of scale up more quickly than is common. So maybe that helped. So is that the kind like when, when they have meetings, is that the type of, Oh, well, let's meet at a, let's go meet at the bar and have a drink. That or? was some of them. I was mm-hmm. going to all of them. I mean, I was going to the ones where it's like, um, 
like like gala um, style, like the, like like the, the swanky, like the swanky. Kind. Yeah. And I was going to the ones that are um, more like round table, and you stand up and you say your thirty second commercial, and you pass your business cards, and it's very scripted. And I was going to, to all the socials, of course. You know, if there, if there was like alcohol, I was I was like, yes, I am there. <laughs> I, I was like, win, win, win. So yeah, it was it was I was going to everything, um, every single day of the week there for a while except for Sundays I was doing something why networking I thought because I was a solopreneur I was starting out on my own solopreneur I was yeah an entrepreneur that's by yourself so it sounds more fancy when you say like that solopreneur it sounds really fancy (laughs) I can't do that but anyway yeah I was I was by myself I was starting out I had started my business from my house, from my home office, which and we built an office for, and we didn't have the foresight to say, hey, I have a house with seven kids, and I need to like soundproof this room. Didn't do that. So that didn't last very long. It was like a Taking couple- Taking business calls with children screaming down the hall. A couple of weeks of me taking a business call, literally running up the door into my bedroom, walking the door into my master bathroom, walking the door and standing in my shower. <laughs> just literally, the just there's find. the quietest place, farthest away from the kids that I could find. <laughs> Doing that a few times. I told my husband, I was like, can't do this. I can't do the home office thing. It's a playroom now. It's hilarious. Hmm. Um, it's a playroom. It's the opposite of a home office because it didn't work. Uh. So again, doing as Maria does, I don't just go get this like tiny little like cubby office like most people do when they start out. I bought a bank. Um, you bought a bank? I bought a bank. It was an old bank, but I, I bought a bank. And, like um, vault and all? Two vaults. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why my husband was on Stormont. I think New Jersey. I think it was in New Jersey. I just remember having a phone call and saying, yeah, you know, I bought a bank. And so, yeah. It was He's like, well, you, but you did what now? Other story. But yeah. That, <laughs> so, yeah. So, major expense on renovations and um, all of that so that we started right that out. So I, I needed, I felt like I needed to hurry and up what I had coming in because all of a sudden I had to jump out because I quote unquote needed a building. I didn't need a building. I just didn't need that building. Like looking back, I could have got something smaller and worked you up to the giant office building. somewhere. Yeah. Like a small little tiny uh, house thing somewhere. Like a lot of people do. No, I mean, not me. I didn't do that. I bought a bank. But do you still have the bank? I still have it. Um, so I felt like, okay, well, I need to hurry and push this and offset this cost because my poor husband was fitting the bill for what I wasn't earning because I went from the just kind of freelance to starting my business to like two, three weeks later doing the bank thing. So it was just like boom, boom, boom. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to network. I'm going to get out there, show what I can do and, you know, make this work. And again, I'm not saying that was a wrong way completely to handle it. I think networking definitely has um, pushed me way farther than I would have been if I would have just, you know, sat in, in, especially for my personality, sat in an office and made some phone calls and tried to do it that way. Um, I think the fact that I was, I'm, I'm outgoing, you know, so the fact that I was able to get out in front of people and talk to them and show what I can do and, you know, all of that, I think that really pushed me forward way more quickly. So when you were starting off, did you have a network that you were building off of or was it literally just, (laughs) no, (laughs) you didn't have anybody? No, I, um, no. I didn't get invited or like it wasn't that. It was just like I was Googling like, okay, networks uh, here, Who networks work there. Them? And yeah, it was networks, different places. And I, so I joined all the chambers and then there was a couple of networks that I joined. Um, the CBC, which is a Covington Business Council in Covington, Kentucky. Um, that was one of the, one of the first kind of, I guess it would be considered private um, networking groups that I joined. And um, I, I really felt 
um, you know, a lot of synergy in that room. It was, it, I'm still in that group even now that I've kind of scaled back. And then, you know, I helped found the Erlanger Business Council, which they kind of. You love um, Business Council so much you made your did. own. We made our own. We kind of, you know, took the idea and made it over in Erlanger and it's been great. I'm on the leadership team over there. I, those are the two groups that I'm, you know, I'm still involved with and in. Um, How many were you involved with, like, at the, at the most? Oh, good gracious. Let me think. Well, um, some of them had more than one location. I'd say that I was involved in 15. 15. And you, these are 15. like free things, right? No, like, I was paying. For, well, there was a couple of them that were free, but a couple of them. And then a couple of those 15, it was like you join the bulk and you can go to any other location. Oh, so you, you it's so like, it's like, like Planet like, Fitness. Ding, you get that like, yes, black card. Yes, you get like the black card. I had like the black card. Yeah, I had the black card going on. So black card action. And so, yeah, and I just thought like I would get on the calendars and look and figure out. I thought, you know, more, better, more, better, more, better on that, um, which, again, you know, I can't say it didn't somewhat work, but I got to the point that that's all I was getting done. So how do you do actual work when all you do is network? I wasn't. That was a problem. (laughs) So I'm like networking all day long and then staying up all night long to try to get my work done that I've just like begged everybody in the world for. And then I'm, you know, I mean, it was, it was getting rough. It was getting really rough. As far as like, is a network important? I think a network is super important, but I do think you need to be selective of your network. Um, I don't think it has to be you know, an all or nothing. I don't think you have to network, you know, six days a week to be um, successful at networking. I think the key is to be a little bit more strategic and purposeful about networking. Kind of knowing what you know now, is there anything that you could tell somebody that was in your shoes? Like, well, how do you do networking the right way? Well, like I said, purposeful. Definitely be more purposeful about um, selecting the correct networks. First of all, look at look at the industry you're in. You know what type of people are you needing to network with, and and what networks are these people hanging out? And a lot of them are very are varied. You know what they're in, but you know whenever you're going in, a lot of these places will let you, even if it's a paid network group, they'll let you try it out for a time or two, see if there's any synergy there, see if you know there's um, other business professionals that complement what you do. Kind of like the buddy system. You heard of the buddy system for lots of things. Make it a buddy system. You know, if if you do something and I do something, and you know they actually are something that benefits each other, we can kind of team up buddy system and network with other people. I, f- I, th- I feel like being more purposeful on your time and um, committing to only having, you know, networking meetings or even the one-on-ones or just, I feel like I was meeting myself to death. I was meeting, 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 meeting. I was just to death because I do the networking meetings and I'd set up the one-on-one meetings afterward and then I'd, Is you know, do like the socials. and it was with somebody you met? Where, yeah. So somebody you meet in the network group, then you set up a one-on-one to find out more, which I'm not saying they're bad. They're great. And I you mean, find out more. Deals happen, that's right? where the deals yeah. happen. But you also need to sit and say, okay, well, I have this much time that I can allot to this a week. Set a schedule. You know, set a schedule and say, okay, well, I'm going to allot, you know, five hours a week to networking. Plug in what you think is important for that five hours. And after that, they have to go the next week. You know, just figure it out almost like a schedule. If you're making an appointment at the doctor or the dentist, they have a schedule. They're not going to make extra hours for you. It's not going to happen. If you are as dedicated on being purposeful of, of, of your own time, I think you're going to go way farther 
way more quickly. I mean, it's crazy to think that you have to schedule out that like social interaction stuff. Yeah. It's not just work, right? You, you no. it, it, it all has to be on the calendar. Exactly. And, you know, that's the that's the thing. You only have so many hours in a week. That's all you get. You're not getting any extra. It doesn't matter how much you barter. You know, there's not going to be extra hours that are made. So what's going to happen is if you can't get the things that you have to do, then that's going to be fished the next week and the next week. And sooner or later, yeah, it does. And it adds more stress and it's unnecessary. And so then you're networking to get the work, the work that you're not getting done. And it becomes this like vicious cycle. So and all that does is add more stress. So like when you were starting off and you just constantly kept going to all these meetings and you would make these connections, you would go, you'd hang out, you'd talk, you'd mm-hmm. get these deals, you'd make those clients or you'd make those partnerships with people. Where did you go to actually start doing the work? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I wasn't getting the work done for a while. I'd stay up in the middle of the night, so I was still doing it at my house, but my kids were asleep at that point. So my office that you know I'm paying like a bajillion dollars for is just sitting there unused because I'm out networking all day and then working from my bedroom at night. You know, so it, it was just it, it was becoming again this vicious cycle. So I think I have kind of developed, and I say developed because actually it's just kind of like it's been out of necessity at this point. My own kind of way of networking, more purposeful, and. and Everybody has, well, not everybody, but lots of people have heard of batching, like their work, like do your emails at a certain time, do your phone calls at a certain time, you know, client calls, you know, discovery meetings, whatever. You batch it up. That way um, you get momentum and you're able to get more done more quickly. Why I have never done that with my own just like broad spectrum time, I don't know. When did you start doing it? Um, whenever I was just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Because I'm like staying up all night. And, and, you know, I'm sure you've stayed up all night lots and lots of times. You can do that for a while. Until you can't do like, it every night. No, you cannot do it every night. And you cannot do it um, for a lot. Even even if it's just like every once in a while for a long period of time, it'll still mm-hmm. it'll start catching up with you. And you add just like stress of life. Of course, this is successfully chaotic. So there's lots of chaos, you know, going on in, in life. You add all that other stuff that can come along and you get to a point you're like, okay, something's got to give, you know. So whenever you're sitting and you're thinking about, you know, how to batch your own personal time, you need to think about, okay, what is my typical weekly schedule look like? Or if you have no idea, what do I want it to look like? You know, what do I want it to look like? And for me personally, you know, I commute to one of my offices in Covington and I commute to go to my networking groups and I commute all the time. I commute because I live in BFE. So I mean, so I how long does it take you to get to actually drive um, into your office? About an hour and 10 minutes. Good Lord. So, I mean, I commute everywhere mm-hmm. I go. It's not just running down the street, which, I mean, you still need to be conscientious of your time, even if it is, because, you know, they're still getting in the car. There's, you know, driving down there. There's whatever you got to do there. And then there's driving back. That's still going to take time. So if you're batching it, um, it's going to save a lot. It's almost like going to the grocery store. It doesn't make any sense to go to the grocery store, buy a gallon of milk, and then, you know, later tonight, go and buy a loaf of bread. And then, you know, tomorrow morning, go buy the orange juice. It doesn't make any sense, you know, because you just wasted a whole lot of time. And it seems stupid when I say it now that I didn't think about it like that. I mean, I would try to get a bunch of stuff done when I was up here, but I wasn't being super purposeful about You're it. You're just kind of doing things as yep. they come as up. They come as they come up. Bubble because up I was top. going to a thousand networking things. I was up here every day anyway, so mm-hmm. I might as well schedule mm-hmm. all this other stuff. It wasn't a purposeful schedule, though. There, you know, um, now I have a, the schedule that I have worked out as I aim to be. And there are weeks that it doesn't work. And that's another thing. You've got to be willing to say, okay, well, this is an off week because of this is happening. This has happened. That's going to happen. Just like pat yourself on the back and say, it'll be fine. Move on. That you need to have a normal 
schedule that your aim, you know, right. and then from that point, if you have a sick kid or maybe you're sick or a client needs to move something, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone wants to want to move something. But having that structure in place um, helps you create boundaries for yourself. And actually, I found helps your clients know those boundaries. And it actually makes the client um, relationship a little bit better because they value their time too. But if you're just super open all the time with your time, and I'm not saying that there's an emergency that can come up or whatever, depending on what profession you're in. But if you are um, 10 p.m. getting a text and every single night you're deciding to go ahead and work on that stuff at 10 p.m., if you hadn't planned on working at 10 p.m. or it doesn't work for your schedule, you're not doing very good at setting your own boundaries and you're teaching people to treat you. I mean, I know we hear that all the time. You teach people to treat you. And it's, and it's not the client's fault. You've allowed them to think that that's okay. You know, that's fine. Oh, they're up anyway, apparently. So apparently that's how they like to work. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just because you're like, oh, I better do this or this, this, this. And again, there are circumstances where it's like, oh, crap, I have to get this done because this is an emergency. But if that's the all the time thing, that's not good for you. And it's really not good for the client. There needs to be boundaries that are set to say, okay, this is my normal scheduled work time. You know, if I'm doing something on the side, this is the times that I've allowed for this, and that's all I've got. You have to do that for your business, for your mental stability, <laughs> for your family. You know, when I was doing all of these networking things all the time, it wasn't good for my family. Yeah. It wasn't good for my marriage. It wasn't good for me. I was burning out, you know, so it, it just wasn't good. I was saying that it was good because it was helping build my business while I was meeting people and it was helping to push my business forward. It was hurting some other things in the process. So I think creating those boundaries within business is important. And I think that making sure that we are doing that even within networking is super important because networking is good. But even if it sucks, even if sometimes it does, I like some of the networking stuff. I do, but I like more of the social interaction, like just sit and talk. And I, nah, I don't like, as you know, now I don't like rules and a lot of structure. Structure is hard for me. And I think that's why it takes me so long to figure out, oh, if I put this in a structure, then You're, that you might trick make your it brain better. Into that might make it better. Yeah. Cause it does not come naturally to me. I'm kind of more that, whoo, you know, I can just floosy goosey go with the flow. And that can be beneficial, too, because there is the other side of the coin of the people that are super structured. And so when anything happens outside the structure, they freak out. So, I mean, there's there's two sides of that coin. Like with me, I had to be able to say, okay, what do, do I want my normal work week to look like for, again, to help grow my business, which is the goal with business, to be able to still balance what I want and need to do for myself, because self-care, as we know, is super important um, for my children, for my marriage, you know, for all those things, my friends, you know. So how can I make sure and, and balance all those things? And um, again, some weeks that doesn't work. Sometimes weeks there's, it's hilarious to even think there's going to be a balance. But if the goal is that, okay, here is my goal week, and if I can fill things in here, that's going to be the you know most awesome balanced week ever. If things kind of get a little tweaky, they're not going to be so far off that you know you can't get back on course if you've got the plan. So that's kind of my goal. I'm still good with the flow. You know, if 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 it's not a big deal, then I, I'll move stuff here and there. But my goal is that I'm not driving back and forth unnecessarily every single day because. I'm not getting my work done. I'm getting home way too late every night. You know, every once in a while, not a big deal. I mean, it's it's later this evening. 
not a big deal because I've been home every other night. That's okay then. You know, if you can go ahead and make these plans ahead of time and know, again, your boundaries, I think that is kind of the key. This week, what does your calendar actually look like? This week, my calendar, let's see, today is Thursday. I was sick Monday. So again, it was a a throw-off week. My calendar was going to look like... um, When you're sick, do you just like take the whole day or do you... I don't typically, but I don't get sick very often. Mm. I do not get sick very often. I do. I I don't get sick very often, but when I get sick, I'm like sick. I am sick, sick when I get Just sick. Just dead to the world, yeah, I'm, sick. I'm like, I'm like, you might want to, yeah, you might want to check my pulse every once in a while because I'm because it is when I, when I when something gets me, mm. it gets me good. But it, I don't get sick that often, luckily. A lot of times, if it's a sickness, um, again, depending on you know, well, which kid it is. Not that I have favorites, but I have some little ones. So if it's like the two year old and she's sick, sometimes I'll stay there with her because when she's sick, she wants mommy. The seventeen year old don't want anything to do with mommy mm. at that point. He's mm. like, I'll be fine, let me alone, you know, type of thing. But sometimes I'll stay for that reason, but. Like my week this week, again, was thrown off, but it wasn't that big of a deal because I've been doing this for a little bit now. But typically on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I try to make that um, on a normal week, my city day. And I'm in the Covington, you know, uh, in Cincinnati area that day. And I'll do my couple of networking things that I still do in the mornings if I make it to those days. And I and that's another thing. I always make it on the weeks for EBC that I lead because I'm in charge. But I give myself some flexibility that, okay, well, maybe, you know, I want to go ahead and run to the office and do this. Or maybe I want to schedule a coffee meeting with somebody because I'm only in the city two days a week normally. So if I've got morning networking things, both of those mornings, the coffee meeting is kind of hard to squeeze in first thing in the morning. I give myself some flexibility on that. What so, type of networking things happen in, like early in the morning? That's what that's when a lot of them, they're not the drinking ones. See, well, you don't go to those. See, those you don't, are fun ones. No, you're just like what they don't they they don't involve alcohol. And they're not at night. <laughs> those exist. Why? They're like Sasquatch. <laughs> I spotted one in the woods <laughs> once. It was I'm terrifying. You. So yeah, in the morning, those are the ones or the ones I've been to. I can't say they're all like that. Um, maybe they're having like mimosas somewhere else. Ooh, I want to know where that one is. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, at these, it's more of kind of the round table of. Um, you know, introducing your business, kind of giving your, they call it 30 second commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more structured. You pass business cards, just kind of making interactions. They do an activity to kind of, um, help with networking, which a lot of times the activities are pretty cool. And then, um, afterwards you kind of have a little bit of time to mingle and kind of set up some meetings. So, I mean, you know, I'll do those. Um, the only difference that I have with those now is again, I'm super picky on, it's not like, you know, you're chosen for the one-on-one and you're not, I'll still meet with you, but I'm not like scheduling a thousand meetings. I might have to push you weeks out mm. for the meeting because I've only allotted so much, many of just random. I don't know if you're going to be a client type of meetings, you know? When you take those one-on-ones, are they people that you think are going to be clients or are they people that you think are going to be able to work with you or provide you with something? How does that – how do you decide? Well, I will take all of them. Yeah, all of Just the meetings. Just always take the meeting. I'll take yeah. it because I'm not going to be like, you've not been chosen. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not cool enough You're for the cool people. Yeah. You know, so I don't do that. But what I will do is – if I feel like it's a contact that I need to make to push my business further, whether it's a like strategic partnership or it's a potential client, you know, I may have a little more wiggle room on how soon I can see them opposed to, you know, just the person, you know, that, you know, makes 
graphic shirts that I may want to order a shirt from them one day. Be a cool connection to have. You know, they're probably pretty nice to talk to. And so, yeah, I'll schedule in, but it's not going to be like um, super soon. You know, I only have so many. I'm trying to think of a word that doesn't sound derogatory. So many <laughs> meetings that aren't purposeful. We'll just use purposeful. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, with that one, I don't know what the purpose is. You know, you want to meet me? That's cool. We can meet. I don't really know what we'll talk about. That's fine. You know, we can kind of meet and just kind of network. And I might know some people that you want. And you might know some people that I, you know, want to know. So we'll have that type of networking. Right. But it's not going to be something that's going to grow and push my business, you know, today, tomorrow, or the next day. So that means you're not going to go to the high priority list. Well, dude, that's such a good point, the idea of it's not just like who you meet mm-hmm. at these places it's who they know yeah it is that i mean it's super i mean super important on that kind of stuff because uh i am another thing about me is i'm not a cold caller you're not you're not going to find me just making phone calls going hi i'm maria daniels mm. i'd like to talk to you today that's not going to happen it's just not going to happen that's not my personality i have to look you in the face i don't know what to say to you i don't know what you need to hear i don't know what you need you know so the idea of this cold calling that's not my personality some people love it because they don't like you know face-to-face interaction it makes them nervous so the fact that they kind of got that boundary between them and the person makes them more comfortable and they can be way better at whatever they're doing yeah and they're able and to great. yeah you can plan out what you're going to yep. say you got a script yep. You got yeah, a flow chart yeah. that you just got to go through. Maybe it's because I'm back to rules. You hand me a script and be like, why am I saying that? I don't want to say I'm just going to Why am it. I saying And yeah. I will. And I will freaking wink. Well, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> you hand me a script and be like, oh, okay. And say the first three words. And then it's like, okay, whatever. So it's immediately but, gone. Yeah, that's out me. the window. Gone. Completely gone. So, you know, I think that, you know, see, I forgot what I was going to say. No. All right. So I think what the important factor of that is, is that you want to make sure that whoever you're meeting knows what you offer, knows what you can do, and knows what you're looking for. And so I guess that's where it comes in handy to actually like have that moment where you're doing your 30-second you spiel and you're handing yeah. out a business card. And, I mean, they call it a 30-second commercial. And at the very beginning, I kind of did like everybody else because I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm just like following everybody else. And you stand up, you mm-hmm. say hi, and you just talk. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. But, again, that wasn't my personality. So now, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this this week. Or, hey, you know, we're doing this. And it's not super structured. still aligns with my personality without going so far outside of the rules on you know what everybody else does that it still fits but it still is within my personality taking that like already written out formula the thing Mm -hmm. that everybody else is doing and then just kind of flipping that around and being like hey you know i'm a breath of fresh air i'm not doing the exact same thing that everybody else is doing these are the reasons that i am here if you align with those reasons let's talk exactly and i think it's important to always try to align it with your personality another mistake i made networking at the very beginning which there's a couple people that would agree to this they actually hated me the first two meetings because (laughs) I didn't, I I thought I had to be super professional. I didn't know what I was doing. I had worked corporate and I know there are certain clients you do need to be super professional, but as you know, I'm not the most professional all the time. Now, with certain clients, when I know when to, it on. yeah, I know when I need to turn it on, turn it up, turn it, you know, sideways, whatever I need to do. But I wasn't really sure. I had never really, when I were corporate, I never had like one-on-ones. I didn't even know what that was, honestly. I'm like, one-on-one, okay, apparently. I mean, I can figure it out math-wise. You're meeting one person and one so person. So two, okay. But yeah, but I wasn't sure, okay, what are you supposed to do in that? I just thought it was pretty much just like a verbal resume. Honestly, I did. So the first two people I met with, that's all I did. I just talked about like, okay, I did this and this and this. So to them, it was like, oh, okay, this stuck up. Uh, Beepity beep beep. Oh, she's doing just sitting here bragging. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So that, and I actually had the one person now 
he said, um, when I first met you, I hated you. I thought you were a stuck up beep. And he was like, now you're my favorite person. And I was like, well, it's funny as I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I thought I, it was just supposed to be like a verbal resume because, you know, I, I know it sounds really funny now because I've been doing it for this long now, but, yeah, but uh, I didn't you, know, yeah. you know, I thought it was just supposed to be this. Okay. Well, you know, I did this. I graduated here. I did this. I did this. You know, I worked here. I did, you know, so it just sounds like I'm bragging about myself the whole time. And, um, you know, this, <laughs> those people are probably sitting there just like, oh my gosh. When's this conversation yeah. going to be over? So now I didn't know the rules to it. And, you know, maybe there are unwritten rules and maybe that's not the rules everywhere. Maybe in some areas that is what you do. But here that was not what you did. Here, the first kind of one-on-one is just kind of getting to know you personally. Which, dude, I can do that all day long. If somebody would have told me that, I would have been like, okay. Because I actually, I don't get nervous about stuff typically. And I was nervous. I don't really get, no, no. I mean, I'll get anxious about some stuff, but I, it's not kind of from nerves. I was nervous about these one-on-ones. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to say. And then once they're trying to give this stuff, it was so outside of my normal personality. If it's outside of my normal personality, that's where I'm going to get nervous. Because I, like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Again, with the phone thing, mm-hmm. you put me on the phone with a script, I'll be nervous on the phone with a script. You're just going to fall to pieces. If you put me in front of talking to, like, 1,200 people, I can talk in front of 1,200 As people. long as you don't have a script. Oh, well, I mean, I can have, I can have bullet points. Bullet I can't points do that. is as far as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give me a script, I'll change it. It's just it'll happen, but I can do bullet points. Do you have any tips for people finding, like, the group that fits with them? I think the main tip on finding a group that fits with you is figure out your own personality, figure out what you're more comfortable with. And then whenever you're in there, just kind of look for people that align with your own personality and you can find your tribe. We all have tribes personally. You know, we have our, we always say like, oh, that's my buddy. That's my, you know, my tribe. I think maybe that's more of a female thing. I don't know, but I don't say that. Okay. Well, I say that. (laughs) It's like that was a tribe. Actually, I think maybe it's, maybe it's like hashtag my tribe. I'm not really sure. But anyway, we always say that we have a tribe so you can find a business tribe. You know, so those are your people. Those are the people you connect with, maybe personally, so you hang out with afterwards. That's even better. If you find people you can connect with, you can go hang out and have a beer, not during your, you know, fake networking groups, but, you know, just just hanging out and having a beer. Um, Or you can go to the socials where they have beer and network. Or or you can hang out with in any kind of business setting, do business with. If you can find those people, I think that is the networking groups you need to be in. The ones where you're able to kind of cross off several of those options places where you can have a little bit of fun yeah, you, can, you can you yourself. can be yourself yeah you can completely be yourself if you have to go in there and kind of fake it till you make it i guess depending on your personality sometimes you may have to do that you know if you're not you know very outgoing and you're expected to stand up and say a 30 second commercial you may have to fake that for a while but if you know you have other people that maybe aren't super extroverted. You know, they're more introverted, but they still want to do business together. And you all find some different ways mm-hmm. of being able to do that. You know, that's cool, too. I think that it's a misnomer to say that a lot of people that are in business or especially sales. I think a lot of the stereotype with sales is that everybody's so bubbly and you got to have this like extroverted personality. But that's not true. You know, I think there's lots of different ways to be able to do sales or any kind of business if you have different personalities. You just got to go with your own strengths. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think that we need to fix our weaknesses. You know, we think that, okay, well, I'm introverted, which obviously that's not my, my <laughs> issue here. Mine's usually toning it down, but I'm just using an example. You know, we think that, you know, I'm introverted, so I need to try to fix that and be more extroverted. But then it just comes across 
different. Like I said, when I first would go in and start talking about what I thought I was supposed to talk about, I'm talking about like my resume because I thought I was what I was supposed to do. And I come across as being just being a jerk and, you know, stuck up because I was going against the grain of what my personality was. I was trying to, you know, do something I thought I was supposed to do, but it didn't align with my own personality and it didn't work because we have our personalities for a reason. So why is it that we think that we have to fix our weaknesses. You know, if it's not some kind of major personality training, you know, if I, if I, I don't have like anger issues or, you know, something that is, is something that actually needs worked on. If it's just the fact that I'm introverted instead of extroverted, or I'm not good at talking about, you know, my resume, I'd rather just talk to you and ask you, you know, what you do for fun. You know, why are we needing to fix that? Why can't we just focus on our strengths and have the weaknesses just be the weaknesses and just play up the strengths. And when you have those weaknesses, a lot of times that can be an opportunity. Like you meet somebody at one of these events and you realize, oh, this person and I, you know, we kind of vibe a little bit. Mm -hmm. We can work well together. And they do all this stuff that, you know, either I hate or I'm just not good at. Exactly. And I think that's really important. Whenever you're aligning with someone, figure out, okay, would I rather have somebody that's just pretty much like me and we can be like BFS forever, which is cool. Do that. Um, Do I want to, to have somebody that kind of fills in the blanks? Like you said, I'm I'm one I'm not good at. So maybe, you know, I'm introverted, you're extroverted. So, you know, I handle some phone calls for you and you can go and meet some people face to face for me, you know, kind of play off each other. I think that's a good point. What types of events do you typically go to, or I guess have you gone to? Oh, Lord, I've gone to everything. Mm-hmm. I told you that's all I did. Yeah, when I you like, say everything, is that like, what do they look like? I think my title should have been like professional networker. <laughs> is that even a thing? That's all I did. I did that six days a week. That's like more than a full-time job. That is more than a full-time job. And that, like, that wasn't and how do you I, find these things? I was Googling at the mm-hmm. store, my friend. I was Googling. And then, then it becomes word about it. You get to know people. They're like, hey, have you tried this? Then you try that. And you know what I mean? So it's kind of like ends up and networking within networking after you've so made your network- first. You're networking to find new networks. Yeah, and that's what ended up happening. So, you know, I just kind of went out there at the very beginning and kind of shot in the dark, found some stuff, showed up, and then I would get invited to some other stuff. I've been to several, like, galas, lots of socials. I mean, if you have it at, like, a pub or a, mm-hmm. you know, bar, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm there. there. Be there, be square. You're, you've been there. Just, know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I like the fun social mm-hmm. ones way better because it's, Again, it goes with my personality. Yeah, I can just, you know, talk and laugh. We can talk about business. We can talk about what happened yesterday. We can talk about the fact that you hate the color red. You know, we can just talk about whatever. It's the worst color. Yeah. I'm just saying that I really like the fact that you can kind of talk about whatever. And in my opinion, and some people may, you know, differ with my opinion. That's fine. I mean, you're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but. I feel like that's how you make the best relationships, whether it's personal or business. You know, the old saying goes, you do business with people you know, you like, and you trust. So how do you develop that basis of the know, like, and trust? It's definitely not from reading your verbal resume. Obviously, those two people were like, wow, I hated you at first. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, that's, I mean, two for two right there. I mean, right. I think it's more from going to some of these functions and just kind of talking to people. Just talk to people. It's fine to have, um, you know, purpose. It's fine to have a little bit of a plan. But I do think there's a balance, especially within the networking, that even if you're structuring to say, I'm going to do it this day and this day, that's fine. But you don't have to go in there, you know, super scripted. And you don't have to go in there just talking about, you know, what you do amazing or, you know, what your business does. Because that comes across as very pushy and very salesy. And just talk to them. Talk to them about what, though? Anything. (laughs) 
So <laughs> anything you can go. You can a lot of times you can just say a few little phrases like, okay, so you know what if you don't know them at all, you know you can say so. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know that's an easy question. You know you can say say stuff like, um, you know, what do you like to do for fun? It didn't even have to be business related. You know, I would stay away from some of the some of the questions like, do you have kids? And a lot of those can be triggers. I would stay yeah. away from this. Like what um, else? What else are, are uh, pitfalls? Um, I think, especially at the very beginning, asking if they're married or if they're in a relationship. I mean, super personal questions, I think, are kind of taboo at the very beginning. I mean, I just think it is because there may be stories behind that. They're not going to want to get into there. They may be wondering why you're wanting such personal information. There might be a lot of, you know, it'll probably come out at some point. If you end up, you know, seeing them on a regular basis, all that will come out later at some point anyway. I just think that those kind of questions can be, you know, pretty taboo if you're just meeting somebody. But you can ask what they do for a fun. A lot of times during that, that comes out. Well, you know, me and my wife like to, or hey, I like to hang out with the kid. You know, mm-hmm. you can find mm-hmm. out a lot of those things. It's almost like the the questions that I've heard, actually have heard men ask is, um, are you pregnant? You do not ask oh, a woman, God. is she pregnant? <laughs> Even if she's like nine months pregnant, you're 100% sure. Yes, you do not. Don't do it. So you can be smart about it. You can say you can say stuff like, you know, what do you do for fun? Because usually mm-hmm. you can still say, the, Hi, what, what do you do for fun? Because at that point, they could be like, well, I usually like to, but right now, because I mean, yeah, she's going to yeah. say something. She's about to pop pregnant, trust me. Something's <laughs> coming out of her mouth about the fact that she's about to pop pregnant. But you cannot ask. Well, I have mm-hmm. heard that go bad. I've heard that go really, really, <laughs> real bad, real really bad. bad. And there is no backpedaling. No, there on is that no one. backpedaling over that one at all. So, I mean, there's there's some taboo questions, but you know, kind of the point of that is is you know, ask them what they like to do for fun. Ask them what you know their favorite food is, or you know what, what their. So it's just the, the general like icebreaker. Normal stuff. icebreaker questions, you know, minus the taboo ones, because there's a lot of places that I'll ask that. You know, they'll even say yes. That ask about your family, and I just mm. think, I think those are not good at the very beginning. I just do. So stay away from the super personal stuff. Super personal, yeah. What's a good question that you always go to when you meet um, somebody? I always new? ask what they what they do for a living. Okay. So what do you do for a living? Because I mean that's 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 usually fine. And even and if that's probably why they're there. To probably why they're there anyway. And even if it because I had somebody say, well, what if they don't have a job at that point? And I'm, well, then they're the, they're there to mm-hmm. find a job, and they'll say, well, I'm in transition right now, but here's what I do. You know, it's still a way that they can kind of bring that up because they're going to be there for a reason, either to showcase their business or looking for a new opportunity. So you know, I think that is almost always the first question I ask. And I do say, you know, what do you like to do for fun? Um, sometimes if it's kind of like we've been in a group and we've been talking for a while, I like to throw some stuff out there like, um, you know, what's your most hilarious memory? You know, I'll say something. Those, those get some funniest, you know, some funny. And they're it makes personal, people, but... They're personal, but they get to pick. It's, it's kind of like so broad that they could say something that's super embarrassing or they can just say something that's super minor and it doesn't dig in too deep. And it makes people laugh and, you know, it can bring out all kinds of stuff. And you can kind of gauge where, where they're at comfort wise from questions like that too, to how personal and how deep they get on stuff. So, I mean, I like to throw some stuff like that out there too. Like with me, like I can give lots of stories. If, if I'm super comfortable, I can tell just something minor or I can tell the time that I went bungee jumping. You went bungee jumping? Yeah. You don't yeah. seem like the bungee jumping type. I wasn't. <laughs> Let me finish the story. <laughs> I went bungee jumping and I get to the edge and it wasn't even over water, right? You know, like you see bungee jumping on TV and stuff. It's like, it's over, like water. over a bridge, was, right? Well, it, I, that would have seemed better. It was over a parking lot. So I, I remember oh, looking at and I'm not even afraid of heights, but they had strapped my arms down to my side. Cause so you're like a so, straight jacket. So pretty much like a straight jacket. And I'm like looking at everyone like, I don't think I'm going to do this because for whatever reason, I mean, I guess from that height water and like cement 
meant would probably be the same thing, you know, for my body. But I don't know, water looks softer uh-huh. and a little more inviting, you know. <laughs> At least you know there's a chance. Line. Yeah. So I'm like looking, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, it'll be great. And he takes his foot and he shoves my butt. And I just, oh, you know, and I peed myself. <laughs> I actually peed myself. So like then, just a little bit or no, like? No, <laughs> like it's like running down my ear, peeing myself. <laughs> so the person comes and undoes, you know, undoes everything. I feel sorry for the person that came bad. in after you. Yeah, it was bad. But see, I don't get embarrassed very easily. So they're like, was that fun? I'm like, nope, I just peed myself. I got pissed running down my ear. <laughs> just peed myself. Don't like it at all. I was pretty pissed, too. I was mad. You were pissed if and you pissed. Tell, I was definitely pissed and pissed. So if you can tell a story like that, that you pissed yourself and I was running down your ear, you know that your comfort level is pretty high. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much ask me anything. Now, you know, if I tell you about, you know, the time that they found out that I still believe in the tooth fairy, you know, maybe that's not as invasive. When was that? Like last week? No, I, I, I fake <laughs> believed in the tooth fairy and all that kind of stuff for a long time, though, because I knew I still would get money. Well, I mean, you got to milk it. I know. Yeah. I did. I milked all that stuff for a long time. It's good. Uh, I was like, oh, the tooth <laughs> well, that's fairy. That's why you're a businesswoman today. <laughs> it's a tooth fairy. You know, it's in Santa Claus. I've, shoot, I believe in Santa I, I milked the Easter Bunny for a long time. I was married. She knew I didn't believe in the Easter Bunny, but I still got Easter baskets. <laughs> so how much networking do you actually do now versus what you used to do? Usually it's the two meetings a week, but I don't, I mean, I give myself some leniency and sometimes I don't, if I've got something else going on, I don't even go to those. Um, and I'll try to hit, you know, a social or two here or there, but I don't go to, and I, I try to go to some of the bigger things. Like they'll have like the annual something. And as long as there's not something else pressing, I'll try to go, but I don't hold myself to, oh my gosh, I have to be there or, cause guess what? We're nothing. Nothing's going to happen. No, there's not going to be any bad things. <laughs> I don't know what I yeah. thought was going to happen. Like, all of a sudden, they'll, like, never, they'll never talk to me again. Yeah, they'll never talk to me again. I will be, like, blackballed from all networking. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I thought I had to be there. Well, that's a super good point. The idea that just because you don't show up one time, nobody yep. really notices, yeah. right? My rule of thumb now is that <laughs> I jokingly say, well, I need to run and get, make sure I show up to CBC meetings so they know that I'm still kicking. Because, I mean, there'll be times where I've missed, like, three, four you know, five weeks in a row. So I was like, where'd they go? Yeah. So that way they know that I'm still alive and kicking right. and everything's fine. I'll pop in. I mean, and I think a lot of people know and respect the fact that, and I've told them, you know, I've been super busy and I've had to be more purposeful and strategic with my time. Honestly, I thought that would go over poorly, but they're all like, well, I need to do that too. Because I think as business owners, we do that to ourselves without even realizing it until it's just like you have to make that decision. I mean, they're the same pitfalls that everybody falls into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How do you figure out which one of those things that you're going to? If you're going to the same two things every week and you're adding in new ones here and there, how do you figure out which ones of those are actually valuable? How did you pare it down to those two? Well, I know... I didn't do, wasn't able to do that right away. I was able to do that after I had been to a lot of them. I started getting some clients in from some of the networking meetings and some of the one on ones and such. Obviously, after you know the ones that I decided to give my verbal, uh, yeah, I didn't get anything from that. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, I was able to kind of pare it down because you know within doing accounting and stuff like that, you can figure out, you know, where your your money came from, you know, and then you can figure out, okay, it's from this, this, and this, and this. I was able to kind of figure out, okay, well, my most valuable clients came from these meetings, and it was the, actually those two meetings. There was a few, few stragglers from some of the other ones, but the big bulk was from connections I either made directly within there or with people they introduced me to. And I don't know if it was because I'm more ingrained into those two. I really was because, you know, they're more um, 
in my core group of people, like a lot of them kind of end up going to both of these two also. So you end up making deeper relationships with these people and it's not as superficial. So at that point, you know, you're able to meet more of their extended people too. And I, and I don't know if that's the only reason why, but I think it ended up being more quality over quantity. You know, so, you know, I was able to kind of fine tune and figure out, okay, well, if, if, you know, 90, and I'm making this number up, I don't remember what the number was, but if 90% of my clients that I got from networking came from these two events, does it make sense to keep, you know, the other 13 yeah, for do the extra it all 10%? Extra time. No, it does not. Is it, you know, is it worth spending four extra days, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> doing that for 10%? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. So, you know, and I don't think you can do that right out of the gate. I think you just have to, you have to figure throw it out. at the wall and see what sticks. But I do, I, I do think you don't need to do it six days. I don't, again, I'm all or nothing. I, I, I go too above. much too far. I do. That's how I do. And that's my own, my own cross the bear on that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if you pick a couple of things, you try it out and see if it feels good. You know, and, and, and then try a couple more if it doesn't. I think that's the key. Just keep trying things until you find something that kind of clicks and fits. And if you're not sure for a while, you know, maybe you find one that kind of feels like it might and stay with that one for a while. Kind of the closest. Yeah. Because I mean, it might take a while till you figure out, okay, you know, this, this feels pretty good. You yeah, know? you show up to a, something and it's uncomfortable at first mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe you go again and it's still a little mm-hmm. bit uncomfortable, but it's slightly better than mm-hmm. it was last time. And each time you go and each time you do that, you're getting more comfortable. Exactly. You're, you actually learn things about these people. And I think, and I think another point, important factor to think about is that, you know, what are you getting valuable from it other than the potential client? Uh, like I mentioned with some of the networking groups, we do activities and the activities will help pinpoint stuff either in ourselves or in our business stores or things that we can help do to uh, f- uh, help our clients. You know, it's, it's an activity that that's purposeful and helps to push our business forward. Are there kind of tidbits of information within these groups that also add a level of value? Because that's important. You know, it's not only the networking connections, it's, you know, what other information am I getting from these networking groups that maybe I need? Maybe, you know, I'm not a good communicator on, you know, what my ideal client is. So even if I'm having a meeting, I have no idea, you know, what you're looking for. So how can I introduce you to somebody that I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe I'm not good at verbalizing that. So maybe that ends up being something that, you know, we work on, you know, in one of these activities that all of a sudden it clicks with me. Well, that just added value. You know, that added value. Yeah. So even if you're not directly getting a client from it, you're still getting something. Exactly. So, you know, a a lot of the networking meetings, you know, you just kind of look for what you're getting out of it and kind of keep a tally you know, on, okay, well, you know, with this one, if you're still trying to make a decision, of course, you know, if with this one, you know, I've, I've made some really good connections, I think will be beneficial, or maybe you haven't made any connections yet, but you know, there's a circle of people you want to make them with that are your ideal clients. And, you know, they're on your, you know, hit list for lack of a better term, you know, of people that you would love to have, if you could have them as clients, you know, they're in, you know, in that list, then obviously that might be a group that you want to be able to stick with and kind of make those connections. Or maybe it's something that, you know, maybe there's not any direct clients, but you know these people have been kind of in this area for a long time. You haven't been, and they know a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of reasons. You just kind of kind of have to weigh weigh the odds on things. That's legit. And then once you, it really only takes a couple of really solid good connections to start introducing you to their connections. Exactly. If they like you. They'll maybe invite you out for a drink. They'll maybe invite you to lunch or to coffee. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know who you need to meet. 
that's that's valuable. That means you've made a connection, even if they can't use whatever service you have or mm-hmm. product you have. But it's those magic words. It's, it's those like- magic words. I know who you need to meet because at that point you've made enough of a connection with them that they're thinking about how they can help your business. Mm-hmm. And you know we need to make sure that we're thinking about that too. You know we don't want to come in there, you know, like the proverbial leech and just like. <laughs> You know, from what everybody else tells you, have to do you good work. You have to do good work, and you have to be able to help other people out too. Because the whole point there is to say, you know, if somebody's introducing you to somebody, but you're not saying how you can help them on something. Well, you might not have anything, but if you do, you make sure that you're looking for the ways that you can help other people as well. Don't just go to take. Don't mooch off of them. Right. And then at some point, you're going to have a network that's large enough that you can start to be that person. Exactly. And you're really giving back to the community that helped get you where you are. Exactly. And I think that is important to become one with whatever community that you're networking in. If they are out and reaching out to the community, you know, those are things like outreaches and stuff like that. I try, as long as my schedule allows, I try to do like an outreach mm-hmm. when they do them. I mean, they don't, it's, it's not even a, it's, it's when you say every, an outreach, what is that? something to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is that like a volunteering? It's a volunteer yeah. thing. And it's not a have to. And um, some people, I guess, would say that it's not purposeful because I'm not going to directly gain anything from it. But I, I do think in those circumstances, I still think that's purposeful mm-hmm. because you need to be able to give back. You need to be able to give back to the community. Or in some way, I think every single person should volunteer somehow, some way with something. I do. I think if every single person did that, I think that it would be literally world changing. So, you know, we can't change the whole world, maybe, but we can directly change our community that we're doing business in. And indirectly, people see that and it will help your business. Favorites. <laughs> you better, better tell them who's the boss, me. 